Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Nurturing You Podcast, and I'm your host, Malenya Monet. The Nurturing You Podcast is all about self-care, self-love, mindfulness, and you guessed it, all things nurturing you. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about nurturing you. Can you do me a favor? Head on over to Instagram and like our Nurturing You page. Hey, hey, y'all. It's your girl, Mylene Monet, and welcome to the Nurturing You podcast. And first and foremost, let me apologize for being weeks out in my podcast series. Episode three was supposed to be here a few weeks ago, but life just kind of hit me hard. And I'll be honest with you, like, I needed this moment. Like, I needed this moment and I needed this time to kind of just be in myself and regroup and re- <laughs> and gather. So I didn't want to do my podcast under... Um, under bouts of stress or and I didn't want it to seem rushed and I want it to be me and I want it to be authentic and as real and as true as it can get so over the last few weeks there has been a ton of stress on my plate and it just it allowed me to like shut down and not really want to be active and just really feel the feels and be in my emotions and see what was coming up for me and one of the things that came up for me was addiction um knowing that usually when I get stressed, I tend to turn to one of my vices. And one of my vices is usually alcohol or indulging in the likes of cannabis or living in a blissful moment of sex tends to be the areas that um, I lean on when stress hits me hard or I become very well overwhelmed with life. So this go round, I looked at things differently and I didn't want to approach my stress from those areas, which is why we're here now when we're talking about addiction and self-care and a little bit about me and addiction. And gosh, here we go. And I apologize ahead of time because, you know, my favorite words are and and um. So <laughs> I'm working on it, guys. Just bear with me. I think as I get through this seven series or seven week series, I think by the end of this, there won't be as many ands and ums. Let's um let's get down to it. So as early as I can remember, I want to say about the age of maybe 15, 16 is when I like really started consuming alcohol and it was a way for me to just kind of like channel everything out. Um, It it felt good doing it or maybe I I can't even really say that it did felt good doing it. It was it was a numbing for me. It was my escape. I had older siblings, so I was able to get them to purchase me alcohol. My earliest memories of me with alcohol would be uh I want to say maybe about eight or nine and my uncle was drinking beer one time and I wanted to try it and he was just like baby girl you're not really gonna like this and I was like so who cares like you're always drinking it like I want to try it too and he was just like yeah nah like (laughs) I'm gonna get in trouble with your father like and I'm like yeah he's not here it's just me and you let's go for it so being the convincing person or the convincing little eight-year-old that I was, um, I just kept pushing his buttons and I guess eventually he was like, fuck it, here you go. So I tried it and I spit it out and I haven't had beer or wanted to consume beer since that. Like, um, My next 
thought with alcohol would be um, at a holiday event with my family and we were eating Chinese food and one of my sisters played a prank on me as far as like eating I was eating like Chinese ribs or whatever and um, she was like here tried in hot duck sauce and <laughs> I did because, you know, I trust my sister. So I dipped it in hot duck sauce and it was hot as hell. Like my mouth was on fire. And instead of her giving me water or bread as a chaser, she ended up giving me Hennessy. So uh, my mouth was like blazing then. So I'm like boohooing and shit. And I'm like, daddy, why she do me like this? Like, oh, come get her. She's so mean. Like, and at the time I was probably like 12 or 13. I want to say so those are my earliest memories of me indulging in alcohol but I will say after having my son at the age of 15 like alcohol became to be my escape like I just literally would drown myself in alcohol I had I can remember having a bar in my room um of bottles like Bacardi Limon used to be my thing like I used to fuck some shit up but knowing what I know now I would definitely encourage like if I noticed my children were going through some things that I had went through like I definitely would like tap into them and see what was going on and find different avenues of stress relief for them so you know maybe a counselor maybe doing yoga maybe working out maybe speaking to their passions um, one of my daughters is all about art and drawing so I would find activities maybe for her in in that arena um, and she's also into film so probably finding something she could do with film another one of my daughters is like heavily into fashion and um, photography and things like that so I probably would try to find areas <clears throat> to speak to them um so they wouldn't lean on this as heavily as I did um and that's one of the things that I will say with my children I try to do opposite of what my parents did with me my parents are awesome don't get me wrong but I know there were times where I didn't fully express myself um because I would say I didn't know how to and I've also seen my parents just cope and deal and not have those um conversations about how they feel and how to navigate their feelings and um how to navigate uh stress in their life so it's kind of like when stress and overwhelm hits i've noticed my family um everybody shuts down like you know we become quiet we become secluded and we deal with our emotions the best way we know how so that's what i did at a very young age i leaned heavily on alcohol so over the last few weeks, like I said, life has been stressful and the thoughts of me wanting to drink had came up like it was like, damn, like a drink would be really good right now. Um, and I battled heavily with alcoholism, I would say um, hard, like my last one of my last relationships uh towards the end of it i noticed i was drinking just about every day i was drinking a fifth of liquor every day um and then finally one day you know like it really hit me and it was one of those things where i was like damn you know do i want to keep doing this do i want to continue to kill myself slowly by drinking and i didn't so I remember being in this moment with my partner or whatever and you know he was telling me that he loved me and like thoughts came to me about did I love myself like it was nice to know that he loved me but did I love myself enough to continue down the path that I was going down was it okay for me to continue to consume alcohol and live reckless or 
you know, smoke weed every day. And that's not a bad thing. But, you know, like I was indulging too heavily to suppress how I was feeling. So did I want to continue to do that? And I didn't. So I kind of just went cold turkey and I didn't have a drink for about two years until I felt comfortable with myself knowing that I could go out. I could indulge and I could be okay. Like I didn't have to always have a drink when I went out and, you know, uh, had social events. So when I felt comfortable with myself, which was about two years um, after my breakup, that I was able to go out and have a drink and enjoy. So and I knew that going out meant that I could go out and I can indulge and I didn't have to get fucked up. So, you know, that's a drink or two or a glass of wine. Like it didn't always have to be something hard. So that's, you know, that was big for me around that time. And it's still big for me now because I can go out and I don't have to drink and I don't feel guilty about it either. Like there were times when I, you know, was coming into like my sobriety and you know, I would want to have a drink and then I would like feel guilty about it. Like, oh, you know, that's bad. I can't have a drink. Um, or I would have a drink and then wake up the next day and just be like, oh, this is, you know, why did I do that to myself? I had, I had went so long or I had went months without drinking. Um, why would I ruin it all now just for, you know, the feel of alcohol? So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last week, well, not last week, but just those weeks, it made me really reconsider how I use my self-care and my addiction. So a few times I had went into the grocery store and, you know, I went down the wine aisle and I was like, damn, like wine would be really good right now. Like this would just really soothe everything that I have going on and I'll feel better, which wasn't true. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't solve anything. It wouldn't soothe anything. Um, it, it just would help me escape for the moment pretty much. So I'm in the grocery aisle and I'm looking at the different wines and like trying to figure out what I wanted to get. And did I want to get, get it? Did I not want to get it? Like I'm having a whole fucking conversation in my head about getting wine. And, you know, the conversation was kind of like, well, okay, so if I have, if I buy a bottle today, does that bottle turn into two bottles in the week? Or does it turn into me getting a bottle every Friday and drinking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Does it then turn into me like possibly getting a bottle of wine every day? Like I, you know, and I felt as though if I had to have that type of conversation with myself, it definitely wasn't meant for me to get alcohol. Like I, I didn't need to have alcohol or wine, like neither two. So I ended up leaving and I was just like, you know what, let's go home <laughs> and, and really like sit with yourself and find out like what's urging you to to want to drink and so like with sitting with myself I found out like the things that were going on um that was causing me the stress was making me uncomfortable and being uncomfortable led me to want to drink so um you know I journaled about that and I approached not necessarily the fear of being uncomfortable but I approached the situation and I spoke to the parties that were in it and I let them know how I felt so that was a big big one for me a really big step because I didn't lean in on that feeling of drinking and um I used my self-care steps I relied on a few people I called a few people and I had a conversation with them about how I was feeling and I allowed them to listen to me and I also allowed them to give me advice so um if you have listened to episode two, we talk about building a self-care plan and that's what I did in this moment. Like I relied on my self-care plan, which was to journal and to seek out, um, you know, people that I trusted with, uh, with my emotions. So 
But I wanted to share like just me doing some research on addiction and self-care because I'm not necessarily as fluent in this topic. Um, But I read quite a few scholarly uh, journals. I read a few blog posts. Um, I just looked at some different things and I felt as though this would be just a nice topic to touch on because I've dealt with at least addiction in some sort um, heavily. So uh, a few of the things that I learned while doing the research on this is there was this one quote that stood out to me the most and it says learning to love yourself well learning to love and care for yourself is one of the most challenging things you will ever do and that speaks to me because in the world that we live in today we're not taught to love ourselves we're not taught to take care of ourselves like that um that era is coming in now like I want to say in the last year or two like I've seen women and men speak heavily about self-care and self-love but before that like you really didn't hear about that like we're always told to take care of everyone else like in some realm of it I believe like we're taught to neglect ourselves because we put everybody else before us we put our families we put our our children we put our jobs like everything is about everyone else and not necessarily taking the time to do for self so I love this this era of men and women like really stepping in true stepping into like that true love of themselves and self-worth and self-love and self-care um, and self-value and honoring that space for yourself because if you don't do that no one else will if you don't understand who you are you won't be able to tell that to anybody else so having this this knowledge of self-care is wonderful yeah I really really loved that quote um and they was also talking about just you know holding compassion and having patience and having love for yourself so you can understand what what's taking place during that time like why do you feel the need to drink or why do you feel the need to indulge in you know other activities like is this an underlying fear is it the stress is it the overwhelm is it possibly hereditary like there could be many factors that play into you you know battling with an addiction or battling with a substance that you always go to so a few things that i did take from all of these articles um is you know just remember to stay mindful staying present um even when things get uncomfortable allowing yourself to experience what you're really feeling um and what's going on in the inside that way you can again understand what's going on um you can clearly process why are you feeling the way you're feeling and why are you leaning in um on the use of substances so and also finding balance in your life um for me it was me kind of like taking that break and uh, addressing everything that was going on and what was causing me to be uncomfortable and once I figured out what was causing me to be uncomfortable I was able to navigate that area and um, make the necessary changes and I felt a lot better once I did so so let's see so I have six quick tips that I would like to give um, that you can use for your processing of and I don't want to say addiction but just you know um, your self-care and I, I don't know why I keep saying um but ugh. Here we go. So tip one is remember to fuel the brain and the body with healthy foods. Um, tip two is have fun and relax every day. Tip, tip three is get plenty of sleep. Tip four would be to exercise. Five is to reduce your stress. And six is stay mindful. So um, I also wanted to just give like a 1-800-HELP number here and... 
it's gosh i forgot the name of it and i did not write it down but if you are battling or struggling with substance abuse or mental health this number is good for you and it is 1-800-662-4357 which is help um i haven't necessarily had to call and speak to a hotline about you know my vices or the struggles that I'm having as far as addiction, but I do recommend if you are struggling with it, you know, seek out counsel and ask for help if you need it. Um, you're never alone in going into this process of sobriety or acknowledging that you do need help. So find the support that you need. Just know that you're supported, know that you are loved and people are rooting for you to get better. So yeah, this is my week three nurturing you podcast. Um, it's on addiction and self care. I hope these tips helped you. I hope me sharing and being vulnerable about what my vices are, which is alcohol and really heavily it's alcohol and sex are the two that I tend to lean on. So I hope me sharing, you know, my true and authentic self with you helps you get through your daily struggles as well. And so this is Malinia Monet. And thank you for joining me with episode three of the Nurturing You podcast. And always remember to be true, to be loving and start from within. Thanks for listening to the Nurturing You podcast. If you like our show and you want to know more, you can find us on all social media platforms at the Nurturing You podcast. And oh yeah, don't forget, please leave us a review and check us out next week. Remember, be true, be loving, and start from within.